TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to the Inside Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Stamp, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. And as always, by my side here in the Champions Mindset, hot seat, co-host Marcus Pierce. <laughs> you know what? It's not a hot seat because I am standing up recording this. Hey, there you go. Hot I've spot. Been sitting. You've been sitting a lot. Do you ever record standing up? Oh, absolutely. I do. I do uh, record standing up at times, um, but it's hard because my mic is not one of those road broad uh, oh, podcasters yes. that I can't move Yeti. it around as much. So I got the Yeti, which is perfect because it sits on my desk, which means I do have to kind of, if you want to hear this voice like this, um, you sort of have to be close to it. Otherwise, you would sort of be hearing me from like this and it's, <laughs> it's just not as nice, I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yes, I am holding a mic, listening to you, and uh, we are just back from the wellness breakthrough. And uh, well, first of all, I must say, I, I must apologize because it was my bad, LT, that uh, resulted in this episode of Inside the Champion's Mind coming a week late. All my undoing, I thought we'd have so much time together, you and I, at the wellness breakthrough to record Inside the Champion's Mind, maybe a couple of episodes, which we did last year, but... Man, oh man, it was a busy time. It's funny. Uh, I've I've told Marcus and the boys uh, that uh, every time, because every time we ever get together, which is not often, maybe like <laughs> maybe twice a year, three times a year, we actually you know in this physically in the same spot in Wellness Breakthrough, Wellness uh, Summit, and probably at a, at a meeting. And uh, they always say, right? All, everybody, all three of them, always say, like, let's do a recording. And everybody has every intention. And I know from experience in the last uh. two years, this never ever happens and it has never happened and so therefore the general rule now is that no matter what anybody says that they're going to record <laughs> it's not happening so i don't even bank on that so uh it well it clearly it, did and it backfired but I it's funny though isn't it? it's funny though isn't it because we all have good intentions when it comes to our goals our dreams or whatever we think we say we're going to do right which is what we're going to talk about today a little bit yeah transformation because you know after a wellness breakthrough something like uh, a breakthrough where you spend uh, uh three days with you know inspiring people you spend three days with you know just amazing friends and new friends that you just met and you go through a, a massive transformation and you have the best intentions like you literally committed yourself to a life of change and you committed yourself to um things that you no longer you left behind you left it at the you know at the resort where we were right and you're going home with a new person and inevitably not everybody does that there are certain people i can guarantee you um that will have gone home and reverted right back to their normal self. And I am guilty of that myself. I'm not, I'm not going to be the first one to put my hand up and say, I've done this many times. And it takes, because the, the process of transformation, the process of transformation we're talking about today takes time and it takes a process. And it does, it's not just like all of a sudden, like, boom, it happens and then it's over. It doesn't happen that way, unfortunately. Would you be kind enough for the people that know you as Mr. Perfect to share an example? It doesn't have to be specific, but it can be general in nature of when you might learn something or commit to something at an event or retreat, you come home and nothing happens. Oh, like there's there's uh, events. I've been to many events where, you know, and I, I, I run events, so I know exactly what happens, right? So uh, when I go to an event and, you know, you write your intentions down, the five things I'm committing myself to do. 
right? And there was a, I can, right now I can think of the event that actually went last year where I committed myself to five things I committed myself to do. And I even put a deadline on them. <laughs> like I literally put a deadline, like I put a timeline. And did I do them? Nope. And, you know, and, and, and so because there's so many things that actually has to happen uh, mm. in order for that to stick. And this is the problem, this is the thing, right? Weekends like that, like, to, you know, wellness breakthroughs are absolutely amazing because they're transformational, right? They're, they are absolutely transformational because you can't, you literally do change. Like, uh, let me take that back. People do change, like, on the spot right there over, you know, two or three days. They're changed. Yeah. But the problem is, though, is that their old self keeps fighting back. And so what we have done with, with, with the people at the breakthrough is that we armed them. We armed them with tools and we warned them so that they can easily go back to not go back to their old self, but to the self that they actually transformed themselves into. But the, the trick here, the tricky part here is for them and for all of us to continue to plug away at being the new you. And, and not revert back to the old you. You never go back anyways because you can't because you transform, right? That's the whole point. The transformation happens and you never you can never go back to your old self because you've learned new stuff and you've already transformed. But what happens though is that you it won't move in the same tra- trajectory, I guess, in the path that you were hoping to if you do not commit yourself fully on a day-to-day basis and create rituals around and and habits around that new you because it's new it's almost like um it's <laughs> the best way i can put it is like almost like um it's almost like learning how to walk like if you were a baby and didn't know how to walk for a very long time and all of a sudden you learn how to walk like if you don't commit yourself to learning and giving that walking you know your new walking legs a go you would never be able to learn how to run it's a whole new identity. That yeah, it's you're talking a completely about. A new identity. Like you know, because once you transform, you you recognize that I can walk, mm. right? I can walk, but whether you choose to continue to perfect that and master that that level of walking, that's your choice. And I think that's what we're talking about here. I've written down three things in what you've been saying there, and the biggest when you speak about it, it's a new identity. It's like it's like putting on, it's like riding a bike. It's like learning how to walk. Any type of new skill. Imagine um, anyone that's done a big event, whether it was a wellness breakthrough or any type of event, retreat experience before, that coming home, if they've done it by themselves and they're married or they've got a partner or the rest and they come back into the house, that the person that wasn't there is not expecting a new identity to walk through the door. Mm. And so that new identity has to come home and really make a conscious choice. Do I go back to the old self or do I stay committed to the new way and I think that's where a lot of people fall down is that they are too scared or they don't know how to communicate that a number of the commitments that they have made, um, they are determined to follow through on and they want support on that. It's interesting, isn't it? Like I I do think that they're not their old self anymore and they can't be their old self because they have new knowledge in their brain that tells them otherwise. What they can do is be the new self and pretend to be the old self. Yeah, Just, you know. Well, like you said, you said the old self fights back, so to speak. So yeah, it tries to crawl, crawl its way back, but it's because you've if you transform, if you fully transform, then you really can't go back to your old self. But what you can do is still have habits of the old self. And you're absolutely it's, right. When you come with a partner, when you come with someone um, who's going through the process with you, it 
it it it takes it to a different level because there's accountability. And we had we you know we created accountability in in the, in the breakthrough in the weekend, and that helps drastically. And it's about constant reminders of you know the process takes time, which means I think it takes constant reminder that you you need to do this. And listen, the problem is right, and this is most of our lives. I would say ninety nine percent of us will go through ups and downs. We'll go through the highs and the lows, and we make decisions unfortunately about something sometimes based on the highs or the lows of emotions and i think what's really important is to recognize that it's is that these emotions can cloud your judgment so i just spoke to a client today and 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 he's you know he's he's in a bit of a low like in terms of his energy and his drive and his why and it's like he's happy he's cruising you know and it's fine right he's cruising but i know that's not what he wants but he needs to like I, there's no no strategy or tactic or anything I can suggest um, will get him out of this funk in terms of to make his you know his business better. The only thing that's going to change right now is the drive. The drive has to come back before these strategies are even going to work. And so it's about the person. The person's got to have ownership. I think the ownership of this is your life, and time is finite, and you have a choice to take control of it or you just let time take control of you so this is this is fascinating because when you talk about say um, a client and we could talk about someone who's been to an event or someone who hasn't been to an event it doesn't really matter what you spoke about there is drive Um, I just want to ask where do you think I'm putting on the spot here where do you think drive comes from particularly for someone who is in a average place right now where do you think people locate that drive that's yeah that's putting me in a spot i i I, i'm fumbling uh yeah i i think it's different for everybody i don't think there's one pure answer but the drive i where i know where it comes from if we're gonna have to you know it's gotta come from it's gotta come from within like it's gotta come from um a sense of a sense of urgency like the thing is is that everybody just wants things right we want this i want this rather than saying, I must have this. Now, I'm not talking about possessions, right? I'm not talking about materialistic things. But it's I'm talking about like, I must have this in my life, right? I can have this in my life, right? I, I, you know, I was listening to this guy talking about, it's I will, I can, I must. Like, that's the driver, right? The most, the, the, is, is that I, you know, for me, I'm looking back at my life and I only use my experience. My experience is that when Oftentimes, when people um, are trying to come out of funk or trying to come out of, um, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 or, or create enough drive, it usually comes from desperation. Like, it usually comes because they, like, man, crap, I never knew how bad this was. Right? My relationship, I don't remember, I, don't, I didn't realize how bad it was. I don't, oh, man, I didn't realize my business was doing this bad. I don't realize, yeah, my health is this bad. And then out of desperation, there's a glimmer of hope where they go, oh, I got to do this, and they pour everything into it, right? And that's, that's, that's where sometimes most people's drive come from. It's the pain of, of that if I don't do something about it now, like the pain of how bad they've gotten actually drives them forward, right? So that's like that's some of us are doing, some, some, some of us are actually driven by that. Some of us, though, however, are driven by the, the outcome, the result, actually drives them like the of seeing themselves achieving that thing 
or the pursuit of that thing is what's going to drive them. Everybody's different, but the drive is individual, which means that no one can tell you, not Marcus. Marcus can't sit down and tell you, this is your purpose in life. This is what your drive should be. I can't tell you that. No one can. Only Marcus can tell only himself what drives him. I can only tell myself what drives me. And that is the that that is I think that's common amongst all human beings. I this is my belief, anyways, and not necessarily yours, but it it is within. Like it's got to come within, and you. It's your. I believe it. I'm, just, I'm getting pissed off now. It's your responsibility. I think it's everybody's <laughs> responsibility to find what drives them. And are you going to have the answer every single day? Probably not. But doesn't mean you should stop searching. I love how inspired you get on this, LT. I'm glad I pushed that button and asked that question. I couldn't agree with you more. Our drive, every, everyone's drive is different. Um, and it's up to everyone to know what it is that drives them. And, and I suppose on top of that, when we find ourselves in a funk, it doesn't mean that we have to get all down on ourselves and let it linger. We just have to recognize that we clearly haven't connected um, to what it is that drives us. And if we know what it is, then we can reconnect. So I think I'm glad that it fires you up. But I want to know, can I ask you another question? Well, yeah, like, let me, let me finish this off with this because it's really important. I, I remember I just did a post recently and, um, you know, it's actually not up on my website. I should actually put it there because some people have actually said, I'm going to print this up. Like, I'm literally going to print this. Uh, it's already printed and they actually put it somewhere every single day uh, in, their, um, in, their, uh, in their mirror. And I said, basically, what the main thing is, is that basically I said is no one is here to save you, period. No one. Not me, not you, no one, right? And so be very, very clear on that, that no one is here to save you every single No one gets up in the morning like, and, and go, I can't wait to help Marcus fulfill his life purpose, <laughs> right? Oh, come on, mate. Yeah, no offense, Marcus, <laughs> no offense to you, but I'm not getting up every morning for you only, right? Everybody gets up. No one gets up for you specifically. Whoever's listening to this, no one's getting up for you for to to fulfill your life purpose or for your you know to help you create your drive or to go pursue whatever you got because they got their own crap to deal with they only got their own desire to go after and so therefore you got to take responsibility and and it's it's about responsibility this is where it we have to own that we have to own that this is our stuff this is our life and if you're not happy with where you are, you got to own that too. Take responsibility. Don't beat yourself out about it. Like I don't, I'm not suggesting you should. What I am suggesting is that you take responsibility to say, you know what? This is not where I wanted to be in my life at this age or this, at this moment in time. That's fine. But what am I going to do about it? Right? And, but that question can't just be asked once. It should be asked almost every day. You know, if it's going to take you every day to get it into a habit that you don't have to ask yourself that every day. You know, I I fall into that funk too. I'm not, I'm I'm not perfect in that manner. But what I am saying is that I know the full, full responsibility comes on my shoulders and no one else. Not on my kids. Not on my wife. Just me. So okay, I'm going to ask a few more questions. Yes. That's okay. Yeah, sorry for going off rant. This is no. This is good because I think the 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 nature of this episode is turning into what drives you. Okay. So I want to ask you, and you can ask me anything you like as well, because I know I'm just doing this literally, just putting on the spot. So in terms of drive. Um, so with say drive your practice or what you do with health professionals, um, I'm going to guess that what drives you is the fact that you want the uh, health professionals out there 
to live a more inspired life, to deliver a better product, to deliver a better service uh, because you want to help those people live their life purpose but you also then want to help the people that they serve um, improve the quality of their life. Is that the drive? Well, it, so for me, like, are you talking about my drive or their drive? No, nah, your drive. Your drive for you to do what you do professionally. No, that's not my drive at all. Cool. Let's hear it. What's the drive? I actually have two drivers and I, one I just discovered recently. Um, and I wrote about this too uh, on a recent blog. But first, one drive is that one of my drivers is I need to remind myself that I'm here to create a legacy for to be a hero to my own kids. Huh. Is this the one you recognized, or is, is this the one? Is this the recent one, or is this the established one? No, this is the this is the, an established one from before. Um, actually, I will. I actually did a video on that at the Wellness Summit, and I'll, I'll release that. Uh, surely, maybe I should release that today. Um, maybe I'll release it along with this this podcast. But one of the things that I recognize is that you know I got these kids, these beautiful kids, Christian and Kaya, and um, and someday, you know, they'll be old enough to be able to listen to me, hopefully, um, <laughs> and and actually, you know, let's think about this, right? You know, Marcus, Marcus, and you, like I just thought about this. This is pretty cool, right? We're recording these podcasts, We're recording our insights. We're recording our thought process of what's happening at us right now at our age. You know, I'm 40 years old and I'm, I'm recording this. And I've all, what I've always wanted to do is be able to record something for my kids, right? But sooner or later, we're going to pass on, right? Let's face that fact. Yeah. And so, but now I just realized, like, this is so, so cool that right now that we actually have something, a catalog of us speaking, of our ideas, our thoughts, our emotions and what we have thought and given uh, or what we're thinking at this moment in time preserved for life yeah, for them to listen to in the future. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And it brings my tears in my eyes when I think about it. But I want to be a hero to my kids. I want to be a hero to my kids so that they can be a better person than I am. They can serve more people because I lived. That is my main driver. And so by helping others and helping all those, all the people that I, I serve, that's one of my ways of doing that, but it comes down to my kids. Yeah, that's more an, that's more an effect. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's just my vehicle of doing that, basically. Yeah. It gets, it's just my chosen vehicle. When I was a chiropractor, that was my chosen vehicle. I served by helping you know, people heal, right? Not me healing. They're, I'm just allowing their body to heal. That's my, my purpose at that point. Um, but I found another vehicle which is, you know, getting up on stage and talking or doing a podcast like this or, you know, coaching my clients to do better and to be stopped being mediocre. Um, that's what I'm passionate about. The second, the newfound way is similar to what I just said. Um, I recently uh, was speaking in Perth uh, to um, uh, the WA Club, which is sort of like a the longest running um, business club in Western Australia. I think it's been running for over 100 years. And I was invited to speak at a luncheon while I was there. And I spoke to, I don't know how many, um, you know, it was like 30, 40 uh, business owners. And one of the things, my parents were live in Perth, so they, I invited them to come out. And, you know, it's probably the first time they heard me speak uh, in a very long time um, for, for whatever reason. They Just because of travels and, and they don't usually get to come out. Hopefully, they'll be at the summit this year, actually. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So they'll be Oh, that really is great. so cool. Yeah. And so they haven't seen me speak. I mean, when I was in Perth, they used to come and, see, you know, watch me speak all the time. And, uh, you know, but only to my own events and, and to my clients. Um, but in, in the circumstance, it was a little bit different because, you know, they haven't seen me speak. And 
Um, they still don't really know what I do, so <laughs> that's beside the point. But anyways, I was speaking, and I, I made this like connection right when I was on stage, and I was just like, oh, wow, this is really cool because this is my not my new why, but it's an extension of the why that I had. It's that I owe it to my parents. Um, they came from poverty. Like they, my, my dad um, was born in a family of four, four kids, and he was the youngest. He was born in Calcutta, right? So he was born in India. Um, for those of you who don't know, and Calcutta is like one of the poorest, you know, cities in in the world, even uh, especially at that time. And and but my dad was born in India only for the reason why because my grandfather um, was so poor, and during the war and during the poverty ages in China that he had to leave China to go to India to find you know to to prosper and to actually find another life, you know. And then eventually found a life as a mechanic, and 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 then built Chinese restaurants. Actually, a couple of he owned a couple of Chinese restaurants, and then you know, and then brought the wife over, and then started a family. That's why my all my uncles and, and my dad uh, were all born in India. Wow! But they, so he opened Chinese restaurants in India. Yeah, in India. Yeah, yeah. So there's a huge yeah. Chinese community actually in India, and so you know, but my dad's side of family came from poverty, you know, and. Um, you know, and then China and India went to war and, you know, and then they put into POW camps, not like, you know, bad ones, but just more to protect them from the Indians, just, just in case there was like, you know, racial discriminations and stuff and more to protect the, the Chinese community and so on. It's a so long story around that. Right. And then on my mom's side, you know, she was raised in China and she was the eldest of eight and same thing, poverty, like, like really bad poverty. And my grandfather, um, on my mom's side, is you know started with nothing and started driving uh was a, an, an employee like just driving a, a construction uh cement truck and then from that he decided he then he owned a cement truck and then from one cement truck owned multiple cement trucks and then he actually was such a great businessman an entrepreneur that he actually became uh one of the largest in um construction company for concreting for these massive apartment buildings in hong kong wow um, you know, during the 70s and 80s. And, but unfortunately, when the real estate had a downturn and they risked a lot of things, he just went bankrupt again. So it went from poverty, the highs of the highs, and then, you know, went to nothing again. And then that's when, you know, we were already in Canada and they decided to go back to Canada. Uh, you know, my, my parents decided to sponsor my whole entire family to Canada. But the, the thing is, my point is, is that my, I recognized my wife, uh, my second wife was that I owe it to them, right? That, they have given up so much in the past through the the poverty, um, the the trials and tribulations that they actually had to go through to set up the foundation that my brother and I have had to live in a you know middle class upper maybe upper middle class family um, in Canada, which I have no I know nothing about poverty in a sense right yeah because I didn't feel it I've never experienced it in my life. I know what it is. I can see it, but I can't. I never experienced it my, for, firsthand, and so they have gone through that. They, they, their ambition was to set up their children, and now I've, I just on that spot, I just realized like I owe it to them. Like I owe it to them to be able to do better with my life, to to do the best that I can with my life because of them. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing work. I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't be standing here or sitting here or talking to you. We wouldn't have had this conversation uh, be, without them sacrificing a whole bunch of stuff to get to ensure that their kids get to this level. Oh, it's incredibly powerful. 
Right. And every single one of you have that same story. I can guarantee you have a story because none of us, like most of us, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I chances are, right, chances are that you didn't have to experience what my grandfather had to go through, both my grandparents, right? Chances are. Maybe your parents did, maybe your grandparents did, but chances are we live in a pretty privileged world, right? And it's a first world problem to not to have the greatest Wi-Fi and have bad recording. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a first world problem. We, this this podcast is not downloading fast enough or we were yeah. one week late. You know, <laughs> it's a first world problem. The, the thing is that I think we forget that, unfortunately, and I'm scared. I am kind of scared for my kids because they have almost everything, right? They have everything they would ever need to survive in this world. And they could blow it because they can take it for granted. And I hope for that, that I, I, my, my ambition is to make sure that that doesn't happen, that doesn't get lost in the third generation, you know, or the fourth generation. And that hope that continues, that, that pursuit of greatness continues, and that their, my grandkids will be even better than what my kids are able to pursue because of what they have done in their life and the service for others. Well, all they have to do is go back to this episode if ever they feel disempowered <laughs> or selfish yeah. or, or precious. <laughs> they go and listen to their dad talk about their kids. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, you know, we, we forget that. And I don't think we spend enough time to reflect upon it, you know, because we get, we get busy. We get busy with what we have to do. And I get it. We get busy with all the things that have to happen um, that we have to get done today, and we just wish the day would, over, you know, um, you know, be over today. You know what? My, you know what my, my daughter said to me today, Kaya. Yeah. She goes, Dad, guess what today is? I go, What? It's Hump Day. I'm oh like, no! I'm like, You're seven no. years old. I'm like, Come on, we're gonna have to stand and have a chat, right? So well, tell me what, what happened. It, this is incredible. This is fascinating. Yeah, and 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 this is not, you know, I'm not trying to point anybody out. So there was a person like, oh, okay, well, let's just say it's a teacher. <laughs> say it's a teacher. Yeah, uh, no, this is terrible. This this would do. This this gets me angry. Oh, it was absolutely like you know, like obviously it was just like, are you are you kidding me? Where did you, oh, I didn't you know lose it? I was just like, so where did you learn that? Like, why would you call it hump day? Go, what 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 does hump day mean to you? And it's like, oh, it's in the middle of the week, and you know, it's halfway, and and you know, and 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 I I totally get it. So that's what society is about. And, you know, one of the things I said to her, I'm like, yeah, it's, I understand why people call it hump day. But he said, if you get to choose to love every day, to find something you do passionately every single day, it never, you never have a hump day ever, you know? Nice. And it was just like, I was blown away by that. I was like, wow. And I, you know, and, and the, you know, she's got a great teacher and it's nothing that, not the teacher's fault. It's, it's society's problem. It, it's a society thing, Right. Because we've taken for granted, we choose words that, you know, I'm sure I've used it many times, but there's, we choose words that, you know, that reflect, you know, the current realities. And I'm, all I'm asking, hopefully from this episode, is to say, um, think about, think about your life and what it actually means to you. Why are you living here? What are you doing? Like, what is the purpose of all of this? And I remember I talked about before was like that, you know, we say life is short. It's not short. Right. There's another book with Seneca that says life is long. Yeah. Right. And I and I heard someone said this the other day, and I I really wish I I'd remember who said it, but um, I think it was Derek Sivers um, from CD Babies, and he had there was an interview, and he said he said life's not long or short, life is just finite. And I thought that's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Because it is. It's just finite. So it's not long. It's not short because that's all subjective, anyways. But it's finite. Like there is a start and there's an end. 
Mm. So it's what are you going to do with that finite time that you got? And every time I think about that, like every time I think about like how much time is left or how much, not how much time is left, but how much like that time is finite, man, it just it kicks me in the butt to kind of go stop complaining and start doing and just start start taking action, whatever it is, and start moving and enjoying this part of life. And yeah, so that's sort of where my headspace has been at. Oh, that's incredible! It's and and, uh, and I'm so glad we went um, down as Karen Smith would say. We went down a rabbit hole, Alto, which we weren't expecting to go down. And um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a, part of the a conversation. Lot of out of you on this on this podcast, it's been great to hear. I'm still processing that a teacher could project Hump Day onto uh, onto children, and I know that you say it's society based, but man, I want I want to I want to talk to this person about what drives them because I can say <laughs> our drivers don't. Our, if, if, our, if our, you don't have a hump day with your kids and you don't have a hump day when you know that you're living uh, to inspire your parents and I really think if everyone's listening going, what drives me? Well, when you know what drives you, it doesn't matter what day it is and it doesn't matter what time it is. Well, and the thing is, I think it's really important to be very clear is that even though when you figure out what drives, what drives you and your why, you're still going to lose it. Absolutely. Right? You're gonna, still going to lose it a little bit. So the, the thing is, is that you need to find a ritual or a reminder somehow to remind you every day of why you're going to go through this day. Mm. You know, if and I think, especially in the beginning, especially when you're trying to build a ritual or you're trying to build something, it's got to be daily. It's almost got to be like a constant reminder. Like it could be a, a quote uh, um, uh, that or a message that pops up in your calendar every you know couple hours or every three hours so that you don't you never go more than three hours without reminding yourself why you know why you're living today um it could be a a screensaver it could be a hero to my kids yeah or exactly or you know like it's just a constant ritual that you do like i remember jeff spencer talked about like how he he would put uh uh all the pictures of like significant uh, memories um, of his why into a folder and every day he when he goes into the garage to go into his car he would open that and it'll literally take him five seconds or ten seconds just to glance at the photo to actually remember why he's going through that day oh, you know it's just something like it's, it's a ritual the thing is about ritual is that it's habitual which means that you got to do it over and over again and then built it as part of the program um, no different than you know working out no different than you eating breakfast every single day you know at a certain time or eating bre- lunch and dinner and also the rituals of you brushing your teeth every day and the way you brush it i'm sure that you know i'm not sure i've ever talked about this but you know when you go in the shower what hand do you grab the soap with you know when you finish showering what what part of your body do you dry off first all of that is habit and i guarantee you it's the same spot every single time when you brush your teeth what what what's what part of the um your teeth do you start with do you do a top right or top left bottom left or bottom right like we all have a process we just don't think about it you get in the car the same way you close the door the same way you drive to the same spot every single day in the same way in the same manner you just don't think about it because that became a habit but it start it didn't start off as a habit you started off you know doing it one way and then just kept on doing it and over and over and over again and that is how we built the habit of remembering your why. It's about finding something in your day-to-day life to figure out how do you remind yourself um, about your why and so that you can live and pursue your greatness every single day. And make your rituals habitual. Make your rituals habitual. I think I started a new quote. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I hope you... Uh, like, listen, I, I love to hear your feedback on this. Uh, I know we went 
we were going in one direction and then we went in total direction. We'll do direction. the transformation on the next episode. Yeah, maybe. So there you go. You have yeah. to stay tuned for the next week's episode on yeah. the transformation. Now, this uh, please go to Facebook.com and uh, go to Inside Champions Mind. Like it while you're there. And then if you haven't liked it, um, please do that. And if you are there, comment below this or comments and leave us a comment there or message us i'd love to hear from you because i know marcus does i love to hear from you and i love the i love inside champions minds um listeners because they're faithful and they're they just love what we do and please like we respond um back so please take the time to uh send us an email or um take the time to send us a facebook message um go to wellnesscoach.com and uh you know make sure you actually go to itunes subscribe to us so that you know when the next episode is we we definitely do it every two weeks we missed it once for the first time in like two years uh by one week um but you know these things do happen but if you subscribe to us you know it automatically comes up to your thing uh in your phone and uh therefore um, that would be great but, but also too if you can comment because leaving a comment or rating actually helps us um, get searched, uh, you know, searched more and Around be found too as well. So, which is uh, really helpful. All right, guys, this is Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Pierce. I'll see you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.